Mr. Burns? You wanted to see me? Actually, I was uh, wondering if you were free for a little get-together tonight. Dinner, dancing, and... Mr. Tom Jones. Hello, Marge. That's it. Big smile. Everybody's happy. Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by The Simpsons Quotes and Nobody Gets Any More Facebook page and NoHomers.net. I am Dando. I am Mitch. You notice how I said it differently then? You did. You paused. You I put like a full stop at the end of every word. I'm talking like Damien Barrett. Now, have you listened to trade radio at all? Not for a while. every sentence like this. Oh, really? And it really annoys you. You know what I was listening to that bugs me? There's a, a voiceover guy. He's a very released. He's in Melbourne. I don't know if he is syndicated the whole way through Australia. But no matter what vo- product he's doing a voiceover for, he does... Exactly the same way. It's um, it, it currently is talking about superannuation, and uh, it'll start up at the sentence and end it down here. So it's Michael Roach will help find super for you. <laughs> if you have had more than one job, you might have more than one fun. It makes no sense to anyone that's not Australian. But like the Triple M news guy, mm. he always his name's Chris something. He's like with the latest. Every oh, sentence yes. ends like this. No, <sighs> Chris oh. McKenzie with the latest. I was about to break a long-standing rule of yours, but I shouldn't do it in the first in the opening couple minutes. Go, you, I don't say the C bomb. Well, you just reminded me though of my favourite ever tri- uh, triple M. I think it was triple M. Might have been. It was a news blooper though, where someone went to say. Well, ta- you can say it, and I'll beep it out. Someone meant to say tax cuts. Oh, really? And they said did, it. Yeah. <laughs> On the air. Yes. Wow. It's hilarious. I'm sure you can find it. I have to look it up. Um, outside well, of that, in general, I've had a really bad day of talking today. Yeah, why? You well, know? By, by, by the way, before we continue, we're here okay. to review Marge Gets a Job. Just to let you guys know. Don't mm. freak out. Now, Mitch, continue. You know you, when you do that thing of like you'll be talking to people and maybe they'll say, how have, you know, uh, or what are you up to today? And you'll say, yeah, good, thanks. Like you just oh, the worst, fuck up it? and say the wrong thing. They'll I'll say, what's the later. time? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I've done stuff like that twice today. Twice I've had, once I was on the phone, I was um, playing golf and the guy that I was talking to on the phone who was working at the time said... Anyway, enjoy your round. And I went, yeah, mate, you too. Uh, yeah, dickhead. And <laughs> and then I did the same fucking thing at the uh, Surfo on the way over here. What'd you do? I bought a drink. You enjoy that. Thanks, you too. <laughs> it was just twice the exact same mistake. But it's just a natural thing that comes out. Yeah, you too. It's being polite. Yeah. Well, it pisses me off. Did you acknowledge it or did you just go, oh, like Bob when the he second, leaves the cinema? The second time, I like the first time I just went, ah, oh, idiot, to myself. The second one, out loud. It's like, yeah, you too. Oh. <laughs> Alrighty, so, by the way, Mitch is not in a good mood, everybody, because he is a Hawthorne, AFL Hawthorne supporter, and things are not going as planned in the AFL trade period. We are getting (laughs) bent over the trade table like you wouldn't believe. So, he's going to be very angry during this review of Marge Gets a Job. What were your thoughts on the episode? I really liked it. So did I, much more than I thought I would. It's a really good Mr. Burns episode. It is a good Mr. Burns episode. Humanizes him, makes him a... Uh, whilst he's being sexist, it just he becomes across very natural, like a like a, more like a human being in this as opposed to a supervillain. Well, we actually see a heart. Yeah, 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 an actual heart. Yeah, a nice whatever's left up. up black heart. How great was the animation and the sound? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I really liked about the episode, and I'll point a few things out as we go along, but some of the writing it reminded me of a principal in theatre known as I think it's Chekhov's gun. Correct me if I'm wrong. Don't look at me like I would know. Jesus. The idea being, if you introduce a gun in the first act, it should be used by the third act, as in planting the seeds. Yeah, and and don't have any wasted information or anything like that. I've noticed that in recent episodes, they've had a lot of wasted gags that mm. just didn't need to be there. Whereas this episode, almost everything was a set up prior and then b paid off later, and some of it was really, really perfectly done. Like. To the extent of when Marge is just going through the mail in the opening and she's like, oh, they're having a retirement party for someone at the power plant. And that's it. Like, it's just that one sentence and it's left to hang there. And it's not until a few minutes later that they're at the retirement party. And then yeah. that's what spurs Marge on to go um, apply for that role. I, I, it was so naturally done. It was really, really perfectly constructed the way the whole story flowed. It wasn't just with the um, with what they said, with the dialogue. It was actually with the visual. Like Homer, when he was going to fix the house, he's mm-hmm. in the basement. He's wearing that red hat. Yeah, and then it cuts to the scene where you can't take our donuts, and he's wearing that red hat again. Yeah, you never see him wear that hat ever again. But I just thought it was cool they planted him wearing it in the very first act, and then later on he's wearing it again. Yeah, obviously the big seed throughout the whole episode was Marge saying that she likes Tom Jones. Yes, and then obviously that's where Mr. Benz gets the idea to bring him mm. in. But yeah, I also thought it was a very well written episode in the sense that it didn't seem 
too wacky. I know the kidnapping was a bit wacky, getting Tom Jones and whatnot. <laughs> the suitcase of gas. But but it just it didn't seem too ridiculous. It felt like a real episode that this mm. could really happen. You know, this this is what would happen if a woman went to get a job at the power plant. What I thought was a little bit odd though, they show another woman working at the power plant. In that what's new, pussycat? The middle one is a woman. Oh, I, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, so the three people they, they keep showing, the middle one is a woman oh, drinking sorry, alcohol. Oh, yeah, drinking alcohol. Yeah, I'm so I don't understand why it was a big deal for a woman to be them working there. Maybe Mr. Maybe was, it was, was Mr. it a big deal for a woman though? I think it was just more a big deal that it was Homer's wife. Oh, yeah, and Mr. Burns finds her attractive, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, also I thought the subplot was great. Of Bart trying to fake his way yeah. out of exams and Grandpa as a babysitter. We've just constantly to fake ref- our way out of tests. Referring to some old school rudimentary kind yeah, yeah. of um, home remedies. It was actually a really good lesson for younger audiences though. Mm. If you lie, it will catch up to you mm. unless you're really good at it. And then eventually you'll lie again and then people will believe you. I don't think that's how the lesson was supposed to go, but that's what happens. It worked out in the end. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, so a few facts about the episode before we get into the full review. This idea for the story came up from Conan O'Brien. Mm-hmm. He was the man behind the idea for this episode. Also, it was very hard to animate Marge with our lipstick and a suit. Apparently, it's few scenes she looked like a monster. Okay. Jeff Lynch or whoever the guy that directed the episode. Yes, yeah, I can't see why it would have been that difficult. Just yeah, it's just colouring. She's just another female character on The Simpsons. I don't see what's any different about it. But anyway, um, McClure's jargon that he speaks during the um the video, the repair mm. video, that was all taken directly from a Time Life Foundation repair book. Oh really? It's all legit stuff that he says. Yeah, yeah what it's do not you made know? up. Yeah. The original subplot was not but the boy who cries wolf mm. shenanigans. It was actually Homer. Mister Burns hires Homer or tells him to dress up as Mister Adam and visit schools, telling him about the power plant. That was originally the subplot. Okay. I can't quite see how that would have fit into this story. Would it, would it be a way to distract him and get him away from him and Marge? So he finds out that Marge is married to Homer, so he wants to get him out of the equation? Possibly. That's the only way I can sort of think that that would make sense in this episode. Yeah. I feel that would have kind of ruined the tension a little bit. Of, yeah, the only of thing like is like the whole thing, Homer's driving thing of, oh, you, you can't be at work with me, would lose a lot of power if he wasn't at work with her anymore. Exactly, yeah. And in the actual episode, he doesn't find out that it's Homer until the very end anyway. Mm. Yeah. Is that a subplot that they've ever done? Homer dressing no. up as Mr. Adam? No, I don't even know who Mr. Adam is. It's the... the no, no, that's not... Mr. His name's not Mr. Adam. Isn't it? No, no, no he's a smoking Joe Fishin. Ah, you're right. Hmm. Yeah, good point. Anyway, uh, Tom Jones was apparently a great guest. He was really, really nice. And he even offered to do a free concert for the casting crew really? at the end. Yeah. That's really cool. I don't know if they're him up on it, but I damn well would I would have. <laughs> Seeing him sing Sex Bomb. I've seen Tom Jones live and it is it absolutely amazing? worth the money. <laughs> is it great? It's so good. I love She's a Lady. It's just so oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's all you would ever want. <laughs> I, what I love, Tom Jones, when I saw him live, trash talked Elvis. Like, really? Yeah. How? So, About what? It was before, I can't remember what the song that he was... Um, Segwaying into Green Green Grass of Home Comparing him to Himself to Elvis or No it was more It was like you know When I was younger Elvis and I Used to you know Hang out in Las Vegas And go out To all hours Every night <laughs> I still do I think you've <laughs> told me that I Actually It was so good That <laughs> is like awesome just stuck the boot Into the kick Was everyone like Ooh uh, No just me and my mate okay. I think it, it kind of went over The heads of most other people <laughs> All the old 60 year olds we, we were the youngest By about 30 years You have told this story Because I remember you telling okay. me That you were the youngest guys there But it was yeah Totally worth it uh, There were three different versions Of Bart drawn for After the wolf attack mm. And they chose The least scariest one Because they didn't want him To look too messed up For yeah, younger okay. audiences uh, Smithers, there was a bit of controversy from the Fox censors because when Smithers is imagining Mr. Burns flying in through the window, mm. where his was knee originally is, nude. No, no, where that knee, his knee is under the blanket, was oh. mistaken for an erection. Oh dear! And Mr. Burns originally laid down flat on top of Smithers, and they okay. thought that was meant to be him, you know, laying on his penis. Mm. And um, so they had to. <laughs> I'm sorry, on his what? <laughs> penis. So they had to correct that, and I don't know whether they lowered the. Erection a bit or whatever it was, but it's, it's meant to be his knee, so it's not an erection for those of you playing at home. Uh, also, following the 2011, <laughs> sorry, please don't use the word erection. And for those of you playing at home together again, because I'm going to get some images that I can't get out of my head. <laughs> following the 2011 Tohoku earthquake and tsunami and the associated nuclear emergency, the episode was then pulled from the an Austrian network due to the jokes made about radiation poisoning with the two. The two husband and wife, remember they yeah. get radiation poisoning? Um, apparently, it was in bad taste. Okay. I don't know why. That's that's what they said anyway. Now, this was a really, really interesting fact that I was surprised I never knew about. And it makes sense because when I was watching the episode, 
You know when she says you had a bad case of rabies mm. and Bart starts going, shove it, witch, shove yeah, it, like, gets like a little Tourette's. I'm like, well, that's not what rabies does. Well, in the original version, she says you faked that bad case of Tourette's and he fakes to have Tourette's. And he got a lot of complaints saying that's in very, very bad taste, making fun of people that have Tourette's. Right. And they eventually sort of went, you know what? We're going to cop that in the chin. You're right. Um, we won't do that anymore. We'll cut that out. So for the DVD releases, they cut that scene out completely for TV um, mm. re-airings after that. For the DVD, they put it back in but changed her to saying rabies. Right, okay. So that's why, just for those of you playing at home, you thought, real- why is he Yeah, I, having I was curious about yeah. that. Now, this was taken directly from Wiki. A young boy named Joshua Smith from Renton, Washington, began seeking legal advice. Uh, Smith demanded that they not repeat the episode and have Bart Simpson, he must then befriend somebody with Tourette's on the show and include an apology from Bart at the end of it. I'm assuming he must have had Tourette's to some extent. I'm not too sure. Executive producer then Mike Reese replied with an apology saying, we kind of feel like we made a big mistake this time. We felt bad about this. And in a move that was unprecedented for the show up to that point in time, not too sure since as well, the producers agreed to completely remove the scene from future broadcasts. However, Smith's other requests were unfulfilled. Mm. Quickly on Tourette's, I was watching a Stephen Fry documentary. You're not going to make a joke about it, are you? No, okay. it was, uh, but it was what someone else does, and it's very good. It was watch- so Stephen Fry, I don't know what TV show it was, but he was, um, it was there was an hour special on Tourette's sufferers, and there was one who, because there's many different afflictions. Sometimes it's just like it's, it's a, a facial, a facial tick, yeah. but sometimes it is swearing. And there was one girl that he was focusing on who would often say things like "fuck shit," all sorts of awful yep. stuff, just as a little t- a tick. But she was telling a story of this time, like how her dad could know when it was the Tourette's and when it was her. So she was at the oh. table one day and, you know, she's like, bah, bah, bah. and then, you know, someone asked her a question. She went, oh, I don't really give a shit. And her dad's just got, oi, watch your language. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> now, before we get into the full review, Mitch, time for some trivia. Yeah. I'm going to let you kick off this week. All right, then. I always kick off, and I feel bad when I go to the reviews. I'm like, oh, I always say, hey, Mitch, let's do the trivia. I'm going to kick off this week. Okay. Well, don't Take it away, bad. sir. Take it away. It's just one of the many things. Uh, what, <laughs> what is... Like all the editing duties. <laughs> Ouch. What is, the name, what is the name of the foundation repair business? Oh, damn. Oh, wait. Surly, Ju- Surly Joe's? Surly Joe's. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah. Uh, how much was it going to cost... The Simpsons to get the house fixed. Eighty five hundred dollars. Eighty five hundred nailed yeah. it. Yep. I'm glad we you got, said eighty five hundred as well. We've got five hundred in the bank. That leaves eighty hundred. Eighty hundred. Oh, when I first heard it, I thought he said maybe five hundred. Oh, and okay. I was like, oh, and I'm thinking what's only five hundred. Like, oh, eighty five. That's a yeah. lot. What is the name of the man being retired? Oh, I'm having the same plant. question. Oh, well, yeah, well, Jack Marley. Yeah, well yeah. done. Um, well, you get. Well, that was my question you. too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, which famous artist is Burns pictured with in Smithers' office? This is a great throwback, by the way. Yeah. Elvis. Elvis, yeah. From How Burns cool. McCuff and the Craftwork. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you noticed that as well. I love the fact that they paid that much attention to detail. Yeah. Cause, and Smithers that's like has some held arre- on to it. That's some Arrested Development style layering. Yeah, like you were saying last week. Yeah. yeah. Just the fact that Smithers held on to it for those episodes. Was that it. a question for you that you had as well? No, no, no. But I had okay. that in you, my notes. You know. And yep. finally, which side of the house of the Simpsons was sinking? Well, left as you look at it. Or, 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 or refer it to as? Oh, um, no. so it's I, but I don't west know. side. Oh, the west side. Okay, uh, I've got one more. One which, more. No worries. That's all my questions. I've actually got two more, but um, do it. Uh, you half picked up on one of them. So, what were the three conditions that Mrs. Krabappel tells Bart that he has faked? Well, she says rabies, mm-hmm. originally Tourette's. I can't remember the other two. Uh, smallpox and the bends. The bends. What's the bends? It's when you are uh, scuba diving and you come up too quickly and you get air bubbles in your blood. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's extreme. I think like when you're kneeling on the ground and you step up too fast. You know when oh, your head okay. goes all funny? And finally, which artist did Marge plagiarise in her resume? Oh, I do have that in my notes. Um, Al someone. No. No? Oh, Al, no, Al Jolson is who, um, is who oh, you're thinking of. That's who yes. Mr. Burns yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. I do no, have it in my notes. I can't remember. Muddy Waters. Muddy Waters. As, as with his, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought Muddy Waters wrote that song. The whole scene's great. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> You invented this machine. <laughs> Alrighty, so getting into the episode. So the original air date was November 5th, 1992. Mm-hmm. The chalkboard gag was, I will not teach others to fly. Now, what, what does that mean to say? So Bart's telling kids to jump off the roof of the building yeah, or something? Yeah, supposedly. And the couch gag, the family members' heads are on the wrong bodies and they switch them to the right heads. As I alluded to before, the episode kicks off with Marge just sort of running through some junk mail. She's gone through, it's like to the resident, to the occupier, uh, 
the free sample of dishwashing liquid called Lemontine that Homer just jumps on. It's like, Ooh! <laughs> I thought that gag was kind of stupid, though. Yeah, a little bit. Drinking it. I don't know. It just, yeah. Served no purpose, but anyway, it was funny. I More guess. the fact that he didn't care was weird. Yeah, as his that, mouth that, is bubbling what, up. Uh, what are you going to do? Yeah, I'm like, why would he keep drinking it? Anyway, mm. doesn't matter. Um, then that's when we get the little seed plant of someone retiring from the power plant. Yes. And then great visual gag of Homer. Was, mm, wish I could retire. That'd be sweet. And <laughs> just imagines the exact scenario that he's currently in. They used that uh, gag a few times throughout the episode, Thought Bubbles, to mm. something else. It happens later on. I've got, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but it happens two or three times throughout the episode. So then Flanders walks by, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, that's right. So um, with his good pipe weather, yes. Flanders just smoking a pipe. <laughs> and you kind of, before it's even mentioned, you just see that he's on this really weird angle. Yeah. And it's kind of, mm, what's going on there? Yeah. And yep. then I think Marge makes reference to the fact that he was a little bit slanty. Does she seem slanty to you? And then we have Maggie falling down. Yeah. And like heading towards the fan of death. <laughs> well, really, she wouldn't be hurt. There's a really, cage on it. There's a cage on it. It's probably made out of plastic, but it looks really ominous. Yeah, yeah. And then when Homer grabs it was, her, he doesn't even realise he saved her. You know what it reminded me of is um, Sylvester Stallone in Daylight. Oh, you've got me. I've oh, seen never, it. Okay. Well. No, that's fine. Explain to the listeners what happens. No, big Don't fa- go into too much detail. Big fan, then he tries to fall through. There'll, there'll be like five or 600 people. He tries to fall through. He has to he has to make his way through. Oh, wow. It's a ventilation system. Oh, okay, okay, the okay. point is, about five or 600 people right now are listening at home and just quietly nodding gum. Mm, yeah, it is like daylight. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Was this an homage to daylight? <laughs> no, it came out a long time before. So they realise that the side of the house is sinking, mm. and it's a really, really funny visual. My favourite part was when Bart falls out the window a little bit later on. But anyway, later, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so Homer says he's gonna well, he's gonna take the role of fixing the place, mm. and the half-assed approach to foundation repair. Great cover with the half the donkey. Yeah. That was really, really cool. And we get a Troy McClure. I always mm. love it when we get the Troy McClures because they're always great. Yeah. Hello, I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such instructional videos as mothballing your battleship and dig your own grave and save. I love here too. So he's going through it and Homer doesn't have any of the tools yeah. and he simply can't keep up. Hand me my patching trowel. Bart's got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I love that Homer asks the tape a question. Like it's moving too yeah. quickly for him. He doesn't think I'll just hit pause. Yeah. It's like, but wait, what do I do with it? Yeah. What if... It reminds me, I think I've mentioned this before when I used to watch Art Attack and I'd try and do oh, it yeah, yeah, along okay. with Neil. Yeah. And then it gets to the point where he's like, and of course, this takes a few hours. So here, I presented something a little bit earlier, and here it is. And I'm like, uh, why did you tell us that before we started, Neil? <laughs> I could have prepared something a few hours earlier as well, Neil. Selling me false hopes and dreams. <laughs> now I can't make that paper mache head. Anyway, so then Surly Joe comes, and he says he needs to fix this, needs to fix that. It's going to cost eighty five hundred. Mm. Screw you, pal. You're not the only foundation repair guy in town. <laughs> Opens up the yellow pages. Surly Joe is the only foundation repair in town. <laughs> a great, great gag. So then it cuts to Kent Brockman. I love this. How good was it? The you vice just, president? Yeah, so you get a visual just over Brockman's shoulder of like a fire in the White House. It just exploded. Something's crashed into it. Yeah, and you just get leaving the vice president in charge. <laughs> <laughs> what a genius idea yeah. to have that come in and just... like I, I It's on TV it, for literally two or three seconds. I nearly didn't pay attention to the ne- for the next five minutes because my mind was just thinking about, well, what happened back at the White House? Yes, there should be like a, a prequel to what happened there. <laughs> so then... Uh, he's also mentioning that the um, the Simpsons house has now become somewhat of a landmark and mm. tourists are coming to get photos. There's the Asians at the front doing their peace symbol and stuff yep. like that. Behold the horrors of the slanty shanty. See the twisted creatures that dwell within. Meet Q-Ball, the man with no hair. Huh? Ah! <gasps> he's hideous! Very similar to when um, I heard they shaved a gorilla. Yeah. Like, he's hideous. I think, it's the, I think she gives the same reaction here. Uh... I think it was just a scream. No, no, the chick actually says, he's hideous. Say, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I notice here, by the way, when Homer and Marge are discussing, before Marge brings up that she should get a job and whatnot, mm. Homer slides down the couch. I found it a little odd that they only had the characters sliding, and all the stuff that's in the house didn't like slide. Like the furniture didn't slide? Yeah, like nothing else slid, but somehow Homer sliding down the couch. That's just a tiny nitpick, but it just seemed a little bit silly. Mm. So then Marge, obviously, well, this is where we bring up the 800 gag. Marge, it'll cost $8,500. We only have 500 in the bank, and that leaves 800 we need. Such a Homer line. I love it. So then Marge suggests that she should get a job. And then Homer thinks that because Marge is going to get a job, he can then retire and take up <laughs> one of his crazy dreams. We get him just off in the woods. Yeah. I can't remember what day right, it was. Writing in his diary. Yeah. I wish I'd brought a TV. 
Oh God, God, how I miss TV. <laughs> That's the second bubble gag or thought, thought bubble. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. kind of imagination, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Marge says, no, you're going to have to keep your job as well. And he's like, oh. So then we get to the retirement party at the Spruce Caboose. Spruce Caboose, yes. which is a Howard Hughes reference. Yeah. The uh, So, you know when Burns goes all crazy in Springfield with the dollar sign for the S? And the casino episode. Yeah, 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 the Spruce Moose that he tries to get Smithers oh, in. Yeah. So, that was all, that plus the Spruce, Spruce Caboose is a reference to the Spruce Goose, which was a very early foundation for what would now be known as the Hercules planes. So, that was a big like transport plane that Howard Hughes... Um, was trying to Hughesy that Howard, <laughs> that Howard Hughes was trying to come up with that everyone said would be too big to fly. Hence the line: uh, "It was some said it was too big to stay on the tracks." They were right. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so proud of that of yeah. that fact. <laughs> and it shows victims just lying on the ground. Uh, Burns then gives a speech, which I thought was nice. Mm. Just, Burns to show a nice side throughout this episode, and briefly, a, a, briefly, and at moments. And uh, then Homer's bored throughout Burns' Boring. speech. Yeah, just Homer being annoying. And then Smithers. I completely forgot about this song. It's great. Oh, I didn't. Oh, it's so. Uh, is this on the CDs? Because I can't remember being on the CDs. This, I don't think it is. This deserves more credit than it gets. Yeah, this is a straight rip from Citizen Kane, if you're not aware. I read that it was a parody of it or yeah. an homage to it. Yeah. And what I loved is that I've seen this so many times before. Even the lyrics are the same? Oh, very similar. Okay. Um, I'd seen this so many times before ever watching Citizen Kane, and then when I finally did watch it, I didn't realise just how perfect a parody this actually is of that. The only thing that makes Citizen Kane even better is that in Citizen Kane, Citizen Citizen Kane, um, the the main character himself is the one that organised the song for himself. Oh, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't seen Citizen Kane, it's a a similar thing where the person thinks that the song's going to be about themselves, but it's actually about... The other person. I, th- I don't know if they think it's going to be about someone else. It's just like it's just an ev- just the you know, song. It's an event of whatever kind. Just the and loves just the brings- joke. Ha 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 It's great. Did you notice the look of absolute shock on all of the? Yes. Everyone else in the audience. They couldn't believe it. Yeah. You selfish prick. Yeah. <laughs> but I love how Mr. Burns wasn't expecting this. Yeah. But then gets so into it. Yeah. <laughs> this is friends. He's known as Monty. <laughs> it's just so good. That's Mr. Burns. Yeah. So then Jack says, well, can I please do a speech as well? Oh, me, me, me. It's all about you, isn't it? Well, hurry up. I felt so bad for the guy here. I'm never married and my dog please, is dead. Please don't make me retire. This jo- my job is the only thing that keeps me alive. <laughs> it's wow. So depressing. Yeah. What's depressing is that there's people out there like that. And I've, yeah. I've, I've seen people like that. Yeah. And it is the fucking depressing, man. Mm. Yeah. So then Burns says, um, also they, kick, they kick him out basically to throw him out. 45 years of service out the door. The bar is closed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they're walking in home and the house is still on the lean, which is a funny visual. Yep. And Marge suggests maybe I should take up that job. Homer's just not happy with the idea I love it whenever Homer quotes, misquotes the Bible. the Bible. Yeah. Forget it, Marge. We already live together. We shouldn't work together. As the Bible says, thou shalt not horn in on thy husband's racket. Where does the Bible say racket? It's in there. Look, Marge, we just don't need the money that bad. And, and then it, we get Bart out the, the bird window. falling onto the house, no, tips it down, yep. and Bart falls out and lands yep. on his head. Just a great scream. And I'll, and it's a great, yeah, I love the doom, doom, just to end the act, just a little funny, uh, yeah, like sort of like musical fish. Yeah, 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 it's just really well done. So we come back from commercial, and Marge is typing a resume up on a typewriter. Well, now, uh, is this meant to make her seem old fashioned, or were they still a thing in 1992? No, nah, definitely a thing in 1992. Okay. Computers weren't in then. Yeah, like not, not home PCs. Not, yeah. not home PCs. Not, yeah, exactly. They didn't, yeah. Come, they didn't become a thing until probably ninety-eight. Even then, like it would be, it, there wouldn't have been a computer in every house in nineteen ninety-eight. Yeah, and, true. And they, if they were there, they oh, were for you, they were for your dad. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> your, free your dad used the computer and he played his Microsoft Golf ninety-eight and Clock Solitaire. Yeah, and that was it. And occasionally, <laughs> occasionally you could have a look at it. Occasionally, yeah, you yeah. watch over. When we used to buy singles, like CD singles, when that was still a thing, and you would get like the film clip mm. if you put it into your computer, and it was just well, so pixelated and shit. I was going to say, there's references in the wire to that, like the Baltimore PD, and that came out in 2001, 2002, and they're using typewriters. Is the wire that long ago? Mm. No, surely not. Yeah, because the wire talks about having been just after 9 11. In, really? in the opening. Yeah, anyway, that, that's getting that's so off point. Track, yeah. But yeah, it was like 2001, 2002. Anyway. How did we get to that? Talking about computers. Yeah, computers and typewriters. <laughs> I just thought it might Simple. have been a gag because the I last d- time Marge had to go for a job, typewriters were what was used. I okay. thought that might have been the yeah, gag. No. But anyway. I did love... 
how she did, presents One it with page. such flourish. I've finished my resume. <laughs> Homemaker, 1980 till present. Till present. <laughs> That's it. Needs a bit of padding. Um, so then Lisa adds a few things. <laughs> Chauffeur, seamstress, curator of large mammals. What's, what's Homer ask for? I can't remember. Yeah, Let's play yeah. the clip. Yep. Curator of large mammals? Marge, have you seen my lunchbox? Oh, I see. <laughs> Worked for the Carter administration. Well, you voted for him twice. I don't Shh, get this. Lisa, I people get, might be listening. I don't get this gag. So, do you want to explain it to me as well? Oh, Jimmy Carter just ran for president. And why would it, she not want people to know about that? I don't I, I, I don't know a lot about Jimmy Carter, to okay. be perfectly honest. But I feel like it's, it, you know, it was just one of those jokes of taking a pot shot at a former president. It's just one of those things, though, where for some reason, you could be voting for the greatest person in the world, but people just don't like others knowing who they voted for. Yeah, a lot of people don't. Like, they, they don't mind, I guess they don't mind it, but it's just like, oh, yeah, I, I voted for this person. I'll ask people at work, oh, who'd you vote for? I go, oh, it's like asking an old woman what her age is. They, just, they feel a bit uncomfortable about it. Yeah, I just don't like inviting the conversation. Yeah, I don't like talking about politics, A, because I don't know much about it, and B, it just always ends in just arguments. But anyway, let's not get into it. So... It cuts to Smithers impressed with the resume. Oh, I thought Muddy Waters wrote that song. <laughs> That's so good. Um, Again, we, great callback to it, something that had been set up, like you know, the you, typewriter. Yeah. What? Well, not the Lisa typewriter. Padding. But, yeah. But yeah, like exactly. It's just a callback to the padding that had that already mined some comedy out of it. But if, then you actually see someone else responding to it, but believing it, which I liked. As we mentioned earlier as well, the Alvis pick on the wall in the background was a really nice throwback that not everyone would notice because they don't acknowledge it at all. It's just yeah, there. Yeah, it's just there. Yeah, and it, it, I never had we not been doing these reviews, I wouldn't have noticed it either because it's just not a fine detail that I would have paid attention to. But then obviously Smithers gives her the job. Um, Jack is shattered because he was in line to get an application for the job again. Oh, no. Uh, sorry Yes Yeah that was really funny um, The fact that he was back sorry. Oh dear I was paying attention I, uh, I've i been reading about Jimmy Carter For the last two minutes Okay I'm, I'm just I'm talking and talking and talking I'm like Mitch is just looking at his phone Is he watching porn What's going on over here Jimmy Jimmy Carter um, uh, Lost in an absolute landslide To Ronald Reagan After one of his turns Ronald Reagan won 44 of 50 states Mm. So that's an wow. absolute demolition job. That's sort of, I would say, what the joke is in reference to just how unpopular he was by okay. the end of his presidency. Now, there another we go. gag we got that one clarified. Another gag from Smithers that we skipped over. This resume is very impressive. Let me be the first to say, Kadibu Kazini. What? <laughs> Welcome aboard. I guess my Swahili's not as good as yours. <laughs> yeah. So it cuts to the dinner table and. Homer's pretty much saying, you know, it's going to be a big mistake. I'm going to see you all day at work and all day at home. And she gives him the look that every wife gives her husband when he's well, done something wrong. What would be wrong. wrong with that? Yeah, it's like, oh. And Homer's backtracking. It's just every husband whenever they've yep. said something wrong. <laughs> and picks up the paper and finds a headline about Canada. Yeah, yeah, just anything to distract away from it. And what, what Marge says here, it's true. It's, it's also kind of sad. She goes, well, I am kind of lonely. You know, Jehovah's Witnesses had to sneak out when I went to get some lemonade. <laughs> Which is cool. And Lisa's, she's very happy about it. She's very um, positive that she thinks it's going to be good. You know, mum and dad side by side at the power plant. Like, now is it Marie and Pierre Curie? I don't know who these people are, but apparently they got... Yeah, Marie Curie did a lot of work with um, radiation. (laughs) Just going to assume that? (laughs) No, no, no. Destroyed skyscrapers and whatnot? She won a Nobel Prize. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, I actually didn't know that her husband was, was too involved in it to be perfectly honest and they cut to her or Bart thinks oh, that's pretty cool or they died of radiation poisoning and they, he imagines them as giant like Godzilla type creatures just destroying buildings yeah and I liked that that was a great visual it yeah, was yeah. a really funny parody uh, Madame Curie a French physicist and chemist and chemist chemist who conducted pioneering research on radioactivity a very important human being in other words very now they're on their way to work and Homer gives the classic Tibor story <laughs> now Marge just remember if something goes wrong at the plant Blame the guy who can't speak English. Ah, Tibor, how many times have you saved my butt? <laughs> Another seed that gets planted. Yes. For Smithers. And I'd forgotten about that follow-up joke. It's so great. I, I didn't even, I don't even remember hearing it at all. And then when I heard it, I thought, wait a minute, did he just say Tibor? So I had to go yeah. back and listen to it. But yeah. We'll get that in a minute. We'll get to that when it comes. So then Grandpa walks in. Maggie, babysitter's here. She wants her bottle. He just doesn't know what she wants at all. He's mm. just a terrible babysitter. Starts running through like the old-timey kind of snake oil kind you know, let's see what's wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. Smithers is showing Marge around the workspace, and this is where we get the, the C plan. Now, what? Tell us what it is. Uh, sorry, what are we talking about? The the key bit. Jimmying the door open with the credit card. Yeah, but, but Tibor. 
You didn't get that. I, was that about Tibor as well? He's. I thought that's, that's what I've just been talking about. I'll play the clip. Hang on, I'll play the clip. And this is your office. That idiot Tibor lost the key, but you can jimmy it open with a credit card. Well, there you go. I just love That's the fact that they've blamed someone else has blamed it on Tibor, and that it's <laughs> and Smith has believed just accepted it. Yeah, <laughs> that idiot Tibor. <laughs> and then another thing from the resume, Marge is like, "Well, what is the machine? Come on, Marge, you invented this. Practically, yeah, you practically invented this. Just pushes one button, fire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> even her face. Ooh, yeah. Oh my." <laughs> So then Bart uh, is pretending to be sick to get out of doing his mm. English exam. And Instantly. we get, we're about to have a test. Yeah. <laughs> the, the second time's the best because he jumps around the wall. My ovaries. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I'm fit as a fiddle. And like, okay, you can do your exam again. Oh. So um, basically, this is where the first person brings up, have you heard the boy who cried wolf? And then Grandpa says it later on as well. Mm. So then obviously that's another sea plant. A lot, a lot of sea plants in this episode. Mm. You were right. Uh, Marge is working through lunchtime. I'm just like, Marge, Marge, what are you doing? It's lunchtime. And then she goes, I've got to finish these papers. File it under R Let the arrivederci. <laughs> Let the tube do. The tube, the tube knows what to do. Sends it down, <laughs> ends up in the river with beavers. With beavers. They've created a home out of it. Bart's then at home in bed and Grandpa's got a bag of leeches <laughs> for him. Found a pharmacy that carries leeches. Well, not a pharmacy. <laughs> and also he's got this thermometer. Um, oral thermometer, my foot. Yeah. <laughs> Think warm thoughts, boy, because this is mighty cold. <laughs> oh, wow. So good. And Bart scream. Yeah. Great acting from Nancy. Yeah. There's a joke that I would not have picked up on as a kid. No, neither. No, 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 it was hilarious. Now, Burns is watching all the workers on TVs. I love the fact that he's got all these TVs just watching all the workers. Yeah. I would love that. If I was the boss, just to have everyone. It's like to- the Dark Knight. Yeah. <laughs> just having everyone there ready to watch. Isn't there a movie? Is it called... Um, not sliders. It's something like that, where the entire they're watching the entire TV, uh, town on like televisions. Um, I'm pretty sure I've read somewhere where this the fact that he's got all those TVs is an homage to some sort of movie where okay. the guy's watching surveillance over the whole town or something. Yeah, right. We'll okay. find that out later. And then or mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com to do the work for us. So as we said, Mr. Burns is watching the workers on TV. I really did like the fact that they included Darth Vader's Imperial March. There. Yeah, I loved that. Yeah, just really. just enough that you wouldn't have to pay too much for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty much it. That's nothing like how the song goes. What was I doing then? You went... I don't know. It goes... That's what happens. That is what happens. I don't know what I was thinking. See if you can figure that one out for us. Maybe. Sorry. Now it's just now it's just name that tune. Yeah. Um. So he's going through all the people like idiots, and then he gets enchantress, and this is where we first get the hint that Mr. Burns is just encapsulated by Marge. Yeah, really smitten. And he asks Smithers to zoom in. This is a really funny gag. I must have her. Smithers, zoom in. Closer. 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 Damn it. Too close. Just reminded me, sorry, just as far as like camera zooming gags, one of my favourite of all time is in Tootsie. Um, I know what that movie is, but I haven't watched it. Okay, so Tootsie, for people that might not have seen it, is Dustin Hoffman um, drag dressing as a woman to be able to get a role on a soap opera and, and keeping up the guise that he is actually a woman. So when he first gets on and they're sort of looking through uh, at the cameras, there's a lot of jokes about the fact that she's not a very attractive woman. So they're like, oh, camera three, pull back a little bit. Um, and then someone's like, how far? And the response is, how do you feel about Cleveland? As in, like, just get as far away as humanly possible yeah, yeah. because she looks at him. <laughs> it was really funny <laughs> sly joke. And so that, that movie's sort of like a, a non-Disney version of Mrs. Doubtfire. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And one of my favourite movies of all time. Tootsie is? Yeah. I'm, I'm really oh, to check it God, out. I've got it. it. It's I'll such a great it. actor's movie. Yeah. Dustin Hoffman is amazing. And Bill Murray's in it. Really? Yeah, Bill fucking Murray. He is the best. <laughs> He's the ultimate. Anyway. And I, I'm not sure if it's before or after the camera pull-in, because I kind of didn't write about the actual camera thing it's in my be, it's head. because it ends with the camera. But it ends with him saying too close. Okay. Okay. Just before that ha- um, happening, we have Burns. Uh, we mentioned this earlier, but when he's talking to Smithers about his heart yes. um, pounding out of his chest. <laughs> and then you get the insert of just like, what I like is you got his, each of his lungs and then just this gigantic cavernous just cavity. Nothing. And then this tiny little black kind of sultana looking thing. Or raisin. It's for, been left for out American in the sun for too long. That just gives us... Boop. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Alrighty, so as we said, uh, Marge is hitting the head with the camera. Funny way to go to commercial. Come back and Burns is visiting Marge in her workspace. Mm. Really good animation. Just before he appears behind her, you see his shadow in the doorway. Ah, and then cool. she goes in front of that. And then when she moves her head back again, yep. he's right behind her. It's like he's creeped up on her. It's really cool animation. 
Marge is wondering, because he's delivered her flowers and chocolates or thing, mm. something like that, and she's thinking, well, why is the morale so low here if everyone gets this? And then we get such a great depressing mon- like lineup of workers. We got... What the last guy? One guy the first guy is my favourite because he's just head down weeping uncontrollably. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's... It was perfect. Yeah, yeah. Like, the other people have at least... You know, one's turned to alcoholism, one just wants to go and shoot everyone. They've that, at least full on gag they've at least still got some drive left in their lives. Yes. That they've got something some to do. Whereas this guy's just broken to the point that he can't even get his head <laughs> off the desk. I love that. I just thought the whole I'm the angel of death, the time of purification is now. I thought yeah. that's full on. That's dark. Yeah. And then they see him get the shotgun you, ready and walk off. You don't know if you'd be able to get away with that in a post Columbine oh, world. No, no way. Not not I'm surprised they still air that on television now. Oh, that's Full on. Anyway, so Marge suggests themed days. Everyone loves themed days. And Tom Jones, everyone loves Tom Jones as well. Play mm. Tom Jones music. And then it's, what new pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. That's Same like, lineup, but all wearing hats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Animation, no different. Yep. Just wearing hats. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, head in his hands. He was wearing like a, a swagman's kind of cork hat. Yeah. Um, then you've got, I think the lady was wearing... The, the, um, Viking, Viking yeah, like yeah, and then the the angel of death wearing one of those little hats with the fan on the top. <laughs> I love that so much that the most depressed people in the plant are still like, "Oh, it's funny hat day. I better make sure I go out and get something." What's great about it is that there's a guy holding a gun, about to go shoot everybody. But the fact that what's new Pussycat is playing in the background just makes you smile. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> just a, such a great song. Um, and then it cuts to uh, Mr. Burns saying, you know, it's working, it's working, everyone's happy, and the healthy food is on its way. Yeah. Now you this- can't take our donuts. <laughs> Anyone else want to be a hero? That was the best oh. bit. <laughs> Homer's, Homer's little... <laughs> it's the best. That's one of those scenes that I just didn't even remember. Mm. It's just so great. You can't take our donuts. Now, do you want to mention the um, the animation error here that everyone points out all the time? No, I didn't notice it. Starts off red hat, ends with blue hat. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know yeah, why. That's it, fun. I don't know how that happened, but anyway. There's another really, really big animation error that really bothered me at the end, and I'll get to it when it happens. Okay. So then Burns gives Marge Smithers' office. Smithers' office, yeah. And he pretty much cops it on the chin. Oh, Smithers, I'm putting you right where the action is. And so, does that mean? Does that mean his office is now the toilets? I don't quite get that. Or is he now? No, I think that's just his job now. Is to you know part of what he needs to do is. Can't he down. still be Mr. Burns' assistant over the office somewhere else? Apparently not. <laughs> But he's just so happy to be in there. Oh, yeah. it's so clean. What's the um, is it springtime fresh, pure white? What could be better? Go, gotta go, gotta go. No. <laughs> I love I love so much when they do a scream and a pullback to outside the room or and outside the house. It? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's one well, of my favourite jokes. I never get sick of it. Birds flying away because they yeah. hear it and stuff like that. Okay, so. But then fakes being sick again for the second time because it's time for the makeup. This, this is where we get the ovaries. So, Bart, how are you feeling? <laughs> Can't complain. Well, then, you're ready for your makeup test. Oh, my ovaries. Again, a joke that went over my head as a kid because yeah, I, ovaries, I didn't yeah. know what ovaries were. Yeah, yeah. It's just, <laughs> do you reckon you might have accidentally used that as an excuse as a kid, not realising what ovaries were? It's happened on The Simpsons. No, well, work for Bart. Know, work for Bart. Might work for me. You know, I reckon the thing about ovaries is of all things that exist within a body, they are the most sounding like a cereal. A breakfast cereal. Yeah. Like if, if, if like any, oval team. of any other body part <laughs> of any other thing that is produced, if someone said to me, Would you like some a bowl of ovaries? What I would elbows? be more inclined to say that's yes. Like a, that's a pasta. Yeah, elbows does <laughs> yeah, well it is, it is a pasta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, would you would but, you eat ovaries? This is getting into weird territory. Some frosted sugar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So then we get the um the second boy who cried wolf seed planned again because Grandpa picks him up and he says, have you heard yep. the boy who cried wolf? Eh, I forget how it ends. Boy cries wolf, has some fun. <laughs> has some fun, yeah. <laughs> Bart, is that light green? Yes, it yep. better be. <laughs> <laughs> Just goes for it. I thought that was a moment where I'm like, why would Bart say yes? He's clearly putting his, himself in danger. Just because he can? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Just, Just to kill everybody. Uh, Homer's now disappointed because Marge has been promoted and before him. here's where we get our third T-ball reference. Oh, of course it is, yes. I'm, I'm used to seeing people promoted in front of me. Friends, co-workers, Tibor. <laughs> the guy that everyone blames, the guy that's useless, gets promoted before Homer. The guy that lost the key. The final <laughs> great piece. It, like, the trifecta is complete of Tibor jokes. Yes, that is true. Yep, yep, yep. Now, I can understand why Homer would be disappointed here. Because just say Ash got a job or Nicola got a job with me, and they got promoted before you, and you'd been there for like 10 years. Mm. It would be a kick in the guts. I think anyone. You'd be happy for them, but you'd also be like, ah. Oh. Damn it. Now, my dream is for Ash to get promoted so I don't have to work anymore. Um, uh, you and me both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we 
<laughs> what do you think I'm sending Nicola to do? I've, I've told her if, if her if her annual salary ever hits what our combined salary is right now, I'm done. <laughs> there is no amount of convincing in the world. Daily get, podcast. That's all I'm going to do. No, nothing would get me out of bed. <laughs> Just lay in bed and watch marathons. Even the podcast. The you will come over, you will set the microphone up next to me and bring me a juice. <laughs> <laughs> that, that will be the conditions. I'll sit in the land room, the corner, go underneath the door, you'll sit in bed. <laughs> you won't ever look at me anymore. So I'll be like Denzel Washington in The Bone Collector. <laughs> <laughs> Just people waiting on me hand and foot. Okay, so getting back on track. Homer is just, he gets angry. I can't remember, what was he angry about? It's not, something sets him off and he goes, that's it. I won't sleep in a bed that oh, um, he thinks he's lazy. Mar- yeah. Marge gives him a line about, you know, well, maybe if you worked a little bit harder. Which is true. Yeah. And her, true. he doesn't like to face the facts. Yeah. So like, I, I won't I sleep, will in, sleep in the same bed as a, with a woman who thinks I'm lazy. I'm going to go downstairs, <laughs> roll out the sofa. Mm, good night. Which <laughs> <laughs> great because it's, just, it's true. At a sleep within five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had those moments though where you get really, really angry and then you realise, I don't know what I'm angry about anymore. I'm pretty level-headed mostly. Have, oh, Sorry. I've never seen you... That's a boring answer. I've never seen you really angry, actually, that you speak of it. That's really rare. Have, okay. w- what was the last thing that got you absolutely furious, besides Jordan Lewis leaving <laughs> the <laughs> That was actually going to be my answer. <laughs> um, like, were you legitimately just absolutely fucking livid, to take a quote from Jordan Lewis? I was livid <laughs> about what we got for him, but let's not get too sidetracked. But, um, <gasps> like, what in your real life, like something that's besides football? In my real life. When was the last time I got super mad about something? Have you ever been really, really that mad at... At, say, Ash or a friend, but you just didn't want to make it known? No. Have well, I ever pissed you off to that extent? No. Okay. No, never. Not since I was a teenager. Like, honestly, I, I kind of learned... You look back now and you think, what was I even angry about? No, well, I, I used to have issues like that. Like, when I was 15, 16, 17, I used to get fairly emotional about things. And then I kind of worked my way through it. And now it's almost like I've blocked off that part of my brain. It just doesn't fire anymore. Like, I I'd once... Uh, I, I did once as a kid, like, crack a knuckle because... It was either punch a downpipe or punch a person in front of me. It turned out that downpipe was not made out of a nice soft material as it looked. <laughs> Solid concrete. Is that why your hands all fucked up? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, no. It's, I, I honestly don't remember the last time I would have got really mad about something. But generally, I get mad about little things. Like, smaller stuff pisses me off more than big things. Something like people going to the Geelong Cup dressed like bogans. I get more yeah. annoyed about that. Like, black suit, white shoes pisses me off more that and, and like Arnett fucking sunglasses and your peroxide hair and gel and a gold chain like I'll, I'll sit there going what the fuck does this guy think he is and get really worked up over that but you know someone could walk up slap me in the face and I'll be like eh, that's fine <laughs> <laughs> actually I was just thinking oh, whilst you were talking I thought of the last time I got legitimately just absolutely furious and it ties back to the show I pretty much finished editing an episode and I was just putting the clips in and I got halfway through and the fucking the couch, Nicholas sat on the couch with Jet, and they moved the couch, and the cord's really tight behind the couch. Oh, pulled the no. computer out. Lost, oh, no. Lost fucking everything. I was like to Nicholas, I'm not angry at you. I'm just fucking angry because it was so many hours of work. But that's the last time I was angry. Anyway, getting back to the episode. So, uh, Burns is just completely mesmerized by Marge. I dreamed about her again last night, Smithers. You know the one where they fly in through the window? Yeah. Probably one of the most famous Burns Smithers moments. One of. I think the most famous would be, hello, Smithers, you're quite good Probably. at turning me on. Yeah. But this is definitely top three for sure. I did like here the animation of how it transitioned from her on the TV to Mr. Burns. Mm. It's sort of like a panoramic view. Just yeah. Just sort of curved around swoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where Mr. Burns suggests the night. We don't have to go in again about the whole controversy with the direction and whatnot. We no, let's discuss that. Yeah. Um, the Al Jolson thing. Yeah, great thing. Like, Very weird, but funny. Well, the line, because like, you know, could we dig up? It would be used for someone that used to be famous but just isn't around anymore. Dig like, him up out of nothing. Yeah, like yeah. Um, you know, we're putting on a obscurity. TV, we're putting on a TV special. Uh, let's see if we can. Uh, let's see if we can dig up Corey Feldman or something like that. Like that would be the way. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Mike Whitney from Who Dares Win. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> dig him up. But then there's the very literal sense of uh, remember we did that already, sir. <laughs> I'm like, oh yes, he's quite dead and rather pungent. The rest of that night is something I'd like to forget. <laughs> <laughs> So then he sinks. Uh, so then he falls back on Tom Jones because he remembers Marge suggesting the Tom Jones music. Mm. Cuts a little bit of a break in between those two scenes. Is uh, Country Western Wednesdays? Yeah, at the power plant. And Lenny coming in f- as Fonzie. Hey, sit on it. I hey. gotta go change. <laughs> <laughs> um, Surly Joe. This was classic Homer. This is probably yeah. my favorite Homer line in the whole episode. Get my gun. Yeah, just just the 
Now, you know, the problem here was water leakage. If you just buy a 50-cent washer... I've got a better idea. Get the hell out! <laughs> well, look, I got some washers in my truck. I'll give you one. Marge, get my gun. It reminds me of the... Oh, remember when you find the bathtubs for the beer baron? The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we got 50 for a special whatever. I said 42. <laughs> <laughs> so then obviously Smithers goes to get Tom Jones. He makes him an offer, a one that he can refuse. So then he tells him to look in the second briefcase. And All right, but I don't see what's going to be different about this. <laughs> Pleasant yeah. dreams, Mr. Jones. I'm assuming James Bond reference. I don't think so. No? Well, no, nah, not that I'm aware. Not okay. directly. Just I thought it might have been something that was said to Mr. Bond when he got gassed in, an ep- in a movie or something. Very well could have been. Uh, Bart is then forced to do the test, so he's sitting outside the classroom because he's not going to distract all the other kids. And this is where the Tourette's gag originally aired, yep. and they changed it to the rabies, for those of you playing at home, wondering why he started twitching, basically, after saying rabies. Now, meanwhile, not far away, which I thought was funny, they put a little subtitle down across the bottom. Mm. Um, it's at Crossy Studios, and he has a wolf, and is it like a, a bald eagle? Some, yeah. Some sort of eagle? Yeah, in and he's kind of doing the... Like Ranger thing- Stacy? Yeah, well, for American listeners, uh, Jungle Jack Hannah. Was the Crocodile one hunter was always on extent. Letterman, um, okay. bringing in different animals and stuff like that. Yep, yep, yep. So basically, she's saying he doesn't like loud noises. Loud, that's mm. our word of the day. All the bells and everything go off. They scare the wolf. The wolf basically just runs away. You think he's going to attack the kids, but he doesn't. He just runs out the door, cuts back to Krusty screaming. The eagles attack him on the head. <laughs> she must think you're after her eggs. I only ate one. The dog then walks past the police, useless as always. Nice doggy. Yeah, <laughs> just eating the, their donuts. The design of the wolf is absolutely badass, by the way. Yeah, it's pretty scary. It looks wolf. scary, yeah. But scary without being too scary for kids to look at. Yeah. yeah. It just looks really, really cool. The wolf then goes to attack Bart. Now, are we supposed to believe that it actually attacked Bart? Yeah. Or, okay. It's thrown up against it. tattered his yeah, clothes. Yeah, I, I know that, but then it sort of cuts him away from the wolf again. So I wasn't sure whether he actually Maybe he was just tossing him. Yeah, okay. <laughs> playing, <laughs> playing a no, like a whale. I know. With a seal. Yes. I just love the fact that Bart's outside going woof, woof. Like he's actually uh, yelling at the. He's the boy who cried woof. Gonna have to do better than that. <laughs> uh, Mr. Burns then calls Marge to his office. And he's using the scalp wax to make himself look sort of like yeah, hair gel. Oh, this was wax. such a funny joke. Puts his scalp wax on, then goes to like lean on his hand and, and slips, slips off and smashes yeah. his head on the desk. Really well done. Uh, that, you know what that was? That was like long-term listeners will know of my story of trying to jump a fence yeah, or j- jump a handrail and smashing my knee. That's exactly what that was, where you try to look cool and you look like an idiot. And it never leaves you. Mm. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it haunts you forever. So he then shows that he has Tom Jones. How about a night of entertainment with Tom Jones? And or whatnot? Uh, Tom Jones, Smithers, that's it. Big smile. Everybody's happy. <laughs> <laughs> So good. You know what Smithers is? Smithers is like Doug from House of Cards. I was, about to, I was literally about to say the exact same thing. How much does it remind you of Doug from yeah. House of Cards? No matter how evil, he will get it done if it needs to be done. Yeah, yeah, man. And Doug is evil. Yeah. Uh, so then Marge then sort of reveals that she has the husband. And Burns is like, what? My, home will, my, my Homer. My husband will be so excited. And he's like, you're married? Like, you have a husband? And Burns imagines that he's some big buff blonde guy. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Burns gave me another race today. <laughs> the seed I love. Fool. <laughs> <laughs> so good uh, Then basically Mr. Burns just jumps to He just goes crazy and Snaps out it. of yeah. that imagination And fires it Yeah And which you cannot do And then the Probably one of the most this common the lines the creepiest line Oh this line Whilst it's fit the character To an extent We're not used to seeing Mr. Burns be this dirty mm. Are we And it sort of Come across a bit too much You have to assume it He was, pants off Yeah it was And a, the growl afterwards It was just Yeah the growl I think Was the biggest problem it just laid it on a bit too thick you've got a little bit too donald trump yeah yeah so like, that's really really too creepy anyway but then we get back to the school and the wolf is about to attack bart and just it's final blow and then i anytime the groundskeeper willie is heroic is one of my favorite things that ever happens he's that hero here hey wolfie <laughs> just, just calls him down now this is the the big error that really pissed me off oh okay he rips his shirt off mm. and then Two seconds later, his shirt's back on. Oh, I didn't spot that. So the first time he rolls around with the wolf, his shirt's off. Mm. And then it cuts to him saying, go get help, boy, or whatever. And he's, he's like, nothing to no, see here. No, he doesn't here. ask for help. Back, back to class, back lad. To, he's, he's back to, to class, lad. Nothing yeah, to see here. Whilst he's saying that, he's wearing his whole outfit again. Oh, okay. I thought, how the fuck did you make that mistake? Anyway. So, Bart then hands in his test. There was no wolf. I faked the whole thing. I'm just going to lie on the floor now. Please don't let me swallow my tongue. Oh, you know, I was reminded of something that happened this week just quickly on that one, by the way. Like, the whole thing of my dog ate my homework type thing. I had to uh, submit something to the AFP through the week. My dog chewed it up. 
Ash sent me a message of like a quarter. Your dog never chews things, does he? That was the new one, the new uh, puppy. Ash sent me a photo of a quarter of a piece of paper. You could still just make out the logo of Australian Federal Police. I was like, son of a bitch, of all things in the house. <laughs> the one thing I need. So then Grandpa's taken Bart out. Now, got to rub some garlic on you before the, the next, next full, full moon. moon. <laughs> and and then the mother's teat. Thing. Yeah, it's just, I love, you know, he gives, like they're, they've met on common ground. They've had their fight. Now... The wolf knows that Willie is the dominant one and just lip, laps at some whiskey out of his hand. Yes. Yeah. It's like there's nothing personal about it. I love that. <laughs> so then it cuts to Mr. Burns. He's drawing pictures on his TVs on Marge. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just so evil in here. It's hilarious. Yeah. Just the, he's so proud of himself of the drawings and everything. You're a mess, woman. <laughs> <laughs> so then it cuts to Marge and Homer. They're going to Lionel Hutz for advice. Why do they keep going to Hutz? Is because he's cheap? can afford. Yeah, I there's guess like so. two lawyers in Springfield. You've got to be rich. 8,500. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and he offers him some scotch. Mm. It's nine o'clock in the morning. Ah, oh, that's good stuff. Last chance. Uh, Hutz then goes to see Mr. Burns. A scene that I completely forgot about. We've got witnesses. Yeah. Well, I've got 10 high-priced lawyers. and th- Witnesses th- and precedent and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The okay. door just slides up. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Dave, you actually freeze-frame that scene. His mouth is like from the top of the screen to the bottom. It's really it's dodgy animation. That big of a, okay. It's sort of like um, Jim Carrey in the mask. When the wolf, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's sort of like yeah. that. Marge pretty much says, look, maybe you just we can't get justice. Let's just give up. And Homer here stands up and he goes, no, this is great. I yeah. fucking demand an apology from Mr. my Mr. Burns, I'm not leaving until you apologize. Yep. Yeah. And then Mr. Burns, this is where we get the, the nice moment from Mr. Burns. Like, you oh, you love her too. And all he wants is the Homer for Homer to show her the night of her life. <laughs> Such a good line. Yeah. Marge, we're getting some drive through, then we're doing it twice. That sounds like a good night. <laughs> <laughs> So then he sets up obviously the concept for Tom Jones just for Homer and Marge. Just mm. So she gets, he just wants her to be happy basically. Yep. And sort of leans in and gives her a little kiss. And then the final episode, the final line goes to Tom Jones. Like, get help, love. Call, what is it? Um, Interpol. Call Interpol. A hacksaw. Anything. <laughs> and a really funny way to end the episode. So yeah, it was a really, really enjoyable, enjoyable episode that didn't have many moments that made me cringe. Good use of a subplot as well. And yeah, overall, just really, really funny. Overall, yeah, really well-rounded. Great episode. Great use of a guest star as well. Mm. I mean, who would have thought that's how Tom Jones would have been used in an episode of The Simpsons? Yeah, that's true. Being kidnapped. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from this episode, Mitch? Wolves like whiskey, but they do not like loud noises. I learned that uh, Silly Joe's is the only foundation repairman in Springfield. Springfield. Yes. Jamil! Jamil is here! Ooh. Okay, so before we kick into this week's mailbag, we're just going to throw a shout out to Kunal Shah and to William Farmaner for your donations this week. Much appreciated, William Farmaner and Kunal Shah. If you'd like to chuck a couple of dollars our way, you can go to fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash donate, or you can purchase our premium podcast at fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash premium dash podcast, Bart versus Australia, and you only move twice. Now, Mitch, time for the mailbag. Yeah, and we've got a couple things, two questions in the mailbag and some listener correspondence. Um, the listener correspondence comes to us by way of Grey Carroll. And this was in response to us yes, uh, last episode talking about the term throwing shade, okay. which you had never heard of before. No. Uh, and I looked up a little bit on Urban Dictionary, but I've got some backstory about th- about throwing shade. And I thought this was a really good email, so I was going to read pretty much this word for word. From Grey. From Grey. Uh, hey, lads, love the show. Used to download it in bulk but uh, to listen to on deployment, but now I've caught up and it's a weekly fix now. As a gay man, I have to bite at the throwing shade comment because there's a carnival of hilariousness that you're about to discover. The term throwing shade is a cultural idiosyncrasy that comes from the gay community. I never knew that. More specifically from drag queens. Um, the concept started with what was known as a read, which is kind of like a roast. So it's when you would make critical observations of someone delivered with some sass. Uh, his, his exact words there, by the way. So when someone is about to give a really scathing dressing down or a read for an extended uh, period of time, they'll often announce things like the library is open <laughs> on account of all the reading that is about to take place. What a community. <laughs> so just, uh, they, they, that eventually evolved into the phrase throwing shade, which described the delivery of these scathing but entertaining observations. I hope that with... So, like, they'd say that the library is open. I hope before you're about to throw some shade, you might warn someone to put on a jumper or something like that. Like, baby, you get a war- You better warm up because I'm about to throw you some shade. <laughs> warm thoughts because things are going to get mighty <laughs> cold. Um, anyway, so it's been a hilarious uh, evolution. It's much more commonplace in America amongst gay males and drag queens. There's a show called RuPaul's Drag Race. Now, as uh, married men, we're very aware of RuPaul's Drag Race because both of our wives are very into that sort of thing. It's basically America's next top model for drag queens. Now... 
Here are a few extra terms that we can incorporate in our day-to-day life. If someone throws a lot of shade, they're known as a shady bitch. (laughs) The saying, no tea, no shade, is granting yourself forgiveness for the awful sentences that will follow. So, it's kind of like saying, no offence, but. (laughs) Kind of. I don't want to offend you, but you're a fucking idiot. (laughs) No tea, no shade gives you freedom. If someone says something awful about someone, you can call them out by shouting, shade! (laughs) It's such a well-established saying that there's a successful podcast or uh, TV show in America now called Throwing Shade, where they're just generally bitchy and awful about everything. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to include this in more of my life, even though the implication will be that I'm a drag queen. Or that you like looking at them. Mm, one of those two things. <laughs> Moving on to the first of our two questions. This one comes in from Dave Cook. Uh, for the mailbag, I wanted to get your thoughts on what the... Oh, on that 138th episode spectacular letters section where Professor Lawrence Pierce of the University of Chicago says, I think Homer gets stupider every year. Of course, as Troy McClure says, that's not a question, but what do you guys think does he? I think they had him, um, they put him in more wackier scenarios as the seasons went on. So it seems like he became more like superhuman. For example, there'd be scenes where I always cut to, uh, I think it's Lost Our Lisa, where he... The drawbridge closes on his head. On his head, yep. Stuff like that. And you just sort of think, come on, like, that's just stupid. Yeah, at least when he fell down Springfield Gorge, he was still injured. Yes. Or when Bart shakes up the beer can, he ended up in a coma. They made him unrealistically... His threshold for pain, unrealistic. I think they did segue into this really annoying kind of stupidity where he couldn't even have even a base-level conversation with someone in some episodes. I had it when for, they, they Because say, he'd misinterpret something. Like, well, they'd say, can you touch your nose? And he'd miss his nose. And I'm like, oh, fuck off. Like, well, I was... I can't think of it a direct example, but, like, for, as far as quotes, but it would be along the lines of... Mr. Thompson? Uh, not even Mr. Thompson. Something as simple as... Um, Mr. Simpson, I'm going to need something from you. And then he'd be like, oh, not my kidneys. Like, no, I need you to hold this pen. Oh, that's a relief. Like, that that sort of stuff. So I was yeah. like, oh, fuck, you're not that dumb. Yeah, that, yeah. that annoyed me. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I, I, I wouldn't even necessarily say he got dumber as the show went on. I think they just used him. I, I do think they put him in stupider situations as the years went on because they ran, they ran out of ideas, which is understandable. But I think that he was always stupid when they wanted him to be. Mm. And it wasn't always a good thing to do. Yeah. That's my opinion anyway. Yeah. Overall, though, I'm going to say yes. I think the, the writing for him has gotten sloppier. Oh, so now, yeah, of yeah. course, yeah. Um, because I think too many people, their favourite thing became the stupid moments. So then as new writers come in, they're like, oh, yeah, I love Homer because he's such a dumb character. So then they write more dumb Homer jokes. It's like, hey, the, you know when they do the itchy and scratchy and they have all the kids saying, asking, what, is that funny or that's not funny? Mm. It's like they've got kids in a room and all the kids laugh when Homer got hurt. Oh, the kids like it when Homer gets hurt. Let's yeah, just hurt him more Let's the hurt time. him more time. Yeah. The next question comes in from Robert Ruiz. Uh, Ruiz. 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 Ruiz? I, I just like, seriously, the listener names that we get. They're just so much fun to say <laughs> out loud over and over and over again. Uh, I'm a video editor slash videographer, so the question that I have is one that you may not have had before. What episode do you think has the best cinematography, even if it was just one where they nail a certain aesthetic from a parody? Well, obviously, the first episode that came to my mind was the one that you don't like, The Mysterious Voyage of Homer. Oh, yeah, well, yeah of course. No, the cinematography, as, as a, as a, that's amazing. As an episode, you don't like the story, but the, yeah, as you said, the animation is fantastic. It's, it's not that I don't like it. I think it's overrated. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. The, that was, I only ever spoke negatively about that in as much as so many people rave about it being one of the best episodes of all time. I, I wouldn't say that either. No. Yeah, I don't think it's even in the top 25. As a kid, I fucking hated that episode. Yeah, right. Yeah, but anyway, but the animation is fantastic in that. Yeah, yeah no, really good point. Um, I, a lot tried to like, sort of sprung to my mind. I think from an overall episode's aesthetic, I was thinking of Itchy and Scratchy Land. Because there's a lot of kind of visual camera moves that really help sell either the comedy or the story. So, stuff like when they're all kind of converging on the camera, you get this sort of... uh, There's one specific low-down camera angle I can think of where all of the robots are filling the screen up. There's the remember wearing the itchy lot gag. So, there's a lot that they do with the camera in that one to help. Through the robot's eyes at home going, Yoo-hoo! Yep, yep. (laughs) And the stink bomb, like that little, the little eye slots and that sort of stuff when Bart's trying to throw stink bombs into the mascot's eyes. 
then outside of that, I was thinking about sort of particular parodies or random things. I, I actually really think that Bart the Murderer has got some great stuff, like all of the guns pointing at his head when he's yeah. down the bottom, uh, when he's even just the courtroom scenes and the hallucination of Skinner, like, you killed me, Bart, underwater and that sort of stuff. Then a couple more to finish off. I think when Homer is looking for a date for or a suitor for Patty, he's got, like, Terminator mode. Um, yep. That's really good and a really good aspect of that parody. And finally, one of my favourites of all time is Skinner, uh, the Valentine's Day in Vietnam. Yeah, you love that, don't you? I do. Well, it's, it's so well done. It's like you're watching Apocalypse Now or something like that. They really, really nail the, the kind of movie version of Vietnam that you've seen so many times. I think ever since we did the review of the episode, the driving car chase sequence where in separate vocations. I yeah, really right. Like. Yep. Any other questions for this week's mailbag? No, that's it for now. No more questions? No more questions. Alrighty then. So if you have a question for our mailbag, you can send it to mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. We'll get around to answering them all eventually. Please continue to remember to rate and review us in the iTunes store. It's really appreciated. Uh, if you want to donate to the show, it's uh, fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash donate. You can also find our premium podcast on the website as well. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Mitch, any final words for the listeners before we let them go? Yeah, good thanks. You too. <laughs> See you later, guys. <laughs>